You're a little older and a lot wiser. The future is yours. Define aging on your own terms. Welcome to AARP Without Limits with your host, Mike Olander. Hello and welcome. This is AARP Without Limits, WPTF Talk Radio, disrupting aging with the power of 50,000 watts. And our podcast, available anytime on demand at WPTF.com or through our Facebook, AARP North Carolina. I'm your host, Mike Olander of AARP North Carolina. We've got a great show for you today. Steve Hahn, Communications Director at AARP North Carolina, will be our guest a little later in the show to talk about the issue of utility rates. Yes, that issue. And are they about to skyrocket? in certain parts of the state. But first, ladies and gentlemen, as always, my partner in crime and esteemed production engineer here, Mr. Jason Kong. Jason, how you doing, sir? I'm doing great, Mike. You know, I always feel good after your introductions. It's always it's always a big ego boost. So I, I love Sundays here. <laughs> I appreciate you saying that, my friend. I do try, though it comes quite naturally, I have to say, with the <laughs> two of us. Uh, it's always good seeing you in the lobby of the studio here at WPTF and us getting uh, right on into business. And speaking of business, um, I... Uh, um, one of the, the topics that uh, that that's been you know that people are always on their minds is is the topic of finances, right? Um, how they manage their money, um, how to hold on to their money, how to invest their money, how to protect their money in different ways, um, and so forth. And uh, I don't know about you, but um, I was. You know, with COVID, uh, when we were dealing with the pandemic, you know, there were certain silver um, linings here and there, right? Certain glimmers of hope, um, you know, there were, you know, people came out of the pandemic, for example, feeling a bit more appreciative of family. Um, They came back to the workplace with a sense of wanting to have a better life-work balance and making sure that their work was meaningful. People sometimes left their jobs that they found to be meaningless because they value certain things more after having gone through the pandemic. And one of the other things was uh, savings rates. For the first time in a long time, people were actually putting money in the bank and keeping it there. And for very good reason, of course, you couldn't go out and spend it like you normally could, right? Now, sure, you could go on Amazon. You can go on to uh, any number of online sites and uh, and so forth. But you couldn't – you weren't going out on vacation and you weren't getting on planes and traveling all over and so forth. Um, a lot of the consumer shortages, the, the supply shortages that were out there preventing people from buying certain types of products. Certainly we saw the auto market take a hit on that, construction, things like that with, with homes. Um, but boy, have things changed. Um, I don't know if you saw uh, recently, Jason, but there is a report showing that that positive trend has actually reversed where not only are people not saving, but actually credit card debt right now is at an all-time high. $1 trillion almost in credit card debt being held by consumers. What do you think about that? It's really scary because you would think that, you know, maybe hopefully we had developed some habits uh, during the pandemic, but it, it seems that that was uh, just 
a temporary effect there. And it, it scares me because, you know, that, of course, has a multiplier effect. Debt can be just so all-consuming. Uh, it doesn't just affect you financially. It can affect you emotionally as well. So, yeah, it's it's highly concerning. I saw that report, and it, it's it's disturbing to see. It really is. And then when you consider where interest rates are. Oh, yes. So there's the debt, yeah. the, the accumulation of the debt. Uh, with these uh, high interest rates, which we have not seen in many years, um, and think about it, you know, with credit cards, especially if you're somebody who doesn't have credit that's been established, you're already starting out with a, a high rate, um, and then it's been inching up because of what's happened with all these rate hikes. Um, it's it's so so unfortunate that bad situation of having a lot of debt just compounds literally, and so many people find themselves in a position where. They are making the payment just to pay the interest, uh, not the principal. And uh, that means that you're just going to be stuck in a cycle um, uh, from which is, is going to be so, so hard to recover. And I was just blown away by that. And it was bad news, and it was a reminder. And, and I mentioned this on this week. This week, right today, Sunday, being the tail end of what was National Consumer Protection Week. Um, it's so relevant because, you know, as we're thinking about our finances and things like debt, you get yourself into a position where you're stressed out about money and you may, may, not not definitely, but may wind up becoming the victim or more susceptible, susceptible to becoming a victim of some sort of consumer fraud. And this is especially true if you are an older adult. Um, this past week, um, ARP has been very hard at trying to elevate the issue of consumer fraud so people understand um, how to prov- what fraud is, what are the warning signs of fraud, um, how to protect themselves from it, what to do, how to report suspected fraud, and also what to do if you unfortunately become the victim of fraud. Um, earlier this week, um, AARP and some other organizations took part in uh, a press conference with our state attorney general, Josh Stein, who we've had here on the program, right, Jason? Um, we had him back around Christmas talking about holiday scams. And we were speaking about, you know, the various scams that are out there, uh, specifically that target older adults and that target veterans. Now, folks might wonder, why go after older adults? Why not go out to people in their 40s and 50s who are making the most money? Well, because the simple fact that there is a perception out there that people who are retired are sitting on a lot of money. Um, and maybe they're not up on all of the latest scams, especially if it comes to online scams or these very sophisticated things, you know, using apps, romance, uh, you know, dating apps and things like that that weren't around years ago. Um, And uh, they may be uh, more likely to uh, become the victim of fraud. And that is why they are targeted. And this is astounding, Jason, another unfortunate change. Scams targeting older adults have been on the rise. According to the FBI, in 2021, there were 92,371 older older victims of fraud in the United States, resulting in $1.7 billion in losses. This represented, get this, a 74% increase over the losses of older adults suffered just the year before. From 2020 to 2021, it went up 74%. And the amount of losses, financial losses suffered by older adults here in the United States, um, which is just astounding. 
Yeah, it's that's a huge number, and you know, my fear is that. You know, th- those are probably the people who came forward. So many people are embarrassed when they're scammed that maybe they don't come out and share that information or they don't tell anyone at all. You know, so, so to me, that number could be even higher. It is higher. And I'm so glad you, you, you mentioned that, Jason, because one of the things that we at, L- at ARP elevated this week and, and even at the press conference uh, with the attorney general was that, you know, the law enforcement can only do so much. They can only act on the information that they have. And if people are not reporting in fraud that they've fallen the victim to or or suspected fraud, um, they are giving law – they are not giving law enforcement the information and the tools and the resources or the information they need in order to use their resources in order – you know, uh, needed to go out and to – to nail these fraudsters, which is what everyone wants to see, right? No matter what the type of scam is, if you're out there scamming people, we want to see government be accountable, right? We want to see them out there protecting us in the way that they have promised to do it. And the attorney general can't do their job. The FBI can't do their job. The Consumer Protection Bureau can't do their job if we are not doing our part. And there are a couple of pieces to this, folks, that I, that I want to highlight to you. Number one is if you fall the victim of fraud, you do need to – you know, we understand you're not proud. You're not, you know, you may feel embarrassed about it, but you do need to report it. Um, you need to deal with the any shame of it that you may have. You need to talk to your family about it. You need to call the attorney general, uh, that they're a consumer protection division, and report it in. Um, so they can be aware of what happened to you. They're, they may or may not be able to help you with getting your, your funds back. But they can at least try. And at the very least, they've been able to document what's happened. So they have the most – law enforcement has the most current information possible in order to do something about it. And the way you do that, folks, is by calling the attorney general's office. They have a special hotline for this, 877-5-NO-SCAM. Again, that's 877-5-NO-SCAM is the number that you need to call to report in – you know, if you've been the victim of fraud, and even if you've, you're suspected uh, that you, you, know, you may be uh, getting scammed or you get a phone call from something, you know, one of these deals that sounds too, too good to be true, there are all these government impo- impersonation scams that are out there where somebody's saying that they represent the IRS or Medicare or Social Security um, and, and, you know, you're, you're, uh, you need to um, – uh, you know, you owe back taxes and you need to pay right now or else you could be arrested – or your benefits could be cut off or something like that. Of course, sweepstakes and lottery scams where they say, congratulations, you've won all this money. You just need to pay the taxes for it. And you go, okay, well, what do I owe? A thousand bucks? Okay, great. Here it is. When am I getting my check? And the check never shows up, right? And then, uh, as I mentioned before, the romance scams, things like that, they're taking advantage of, um, you know, the, the apps and and these other new uh, features and, 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 and resources that are out there for people to be able to get connected. It's so hard. You know, talk about getting your heart broken by getting scammed through one of these romance uh, uh, scams. And then one other one I want to mention here that's been getting more and more common is what's called the can you hear me call, which is you get a phone call, don't recognize the number, and they say, hi, uh, yes, uh, is, uh, can you hear me? And you say yes, and they record you saying the word yes, and then they can then use that as voice authorization from you to Spend money in a way that they should not be doing. So, uh, so, so important, folks, that if you find yourself uh, conf- confronted by one of these scams, call 877-5-NO-SCAM and report it in. And for the rest of us, we need to change how we think and how we talk about 
victims of fraud. You know, you know the old, ah, oh, she fell for that scam, or oh, he was duped, or oh, you were scammed by that. That doesn't make, that doesn't help people get the confidence they need to step up and to report um, to report in a fraud. And so we need to be a bit more compassionate, a bit more empathetic. Think, what would you want, want to be hearing or not want to be hearing if you are the victim of fraud? And apply that to how you have conversations with other people, all right? You don't want to make them feel bad. They've already been knocked down. You don't want to kick them while they're down and say, oh, you were scammed, you were duped. How'd you fall for that? You don't want to do that. You want to be compassionate, help them get up, and point them in the direction, again, of the AG's office uh, to report that in. This being National Consumer Protection Week, we do hope that you all um, make sure that you do your part and uh, do your best to hold on to your own money. When we return, we're going to be talking about another development here in North Carolina that may be costing you more money. We will talk more when we get back after this break. This has been ARP Without Limits. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is AARP Without Limits. Send us a question. Send us a comment. Send us a suggestion for a future guest or topic at AARP Without Limits at AARP.org. There's a big issue coming up here in North Carolina that we all want to make sure that you are aware of. This is the issue of utilities. Now, I know most people, when they think AARP, they don't think utility rates, but it is something very, very important because so many older adults are living on fixed incomes, and for them, the utility rates, affordable utility rates, um, is a big deal. It's the difference between having the heat on or the lights on or not having it on or you know, choosing between that and paying for their prescription drugs or for their food. Um, And so that's why this is so important to us. And to dig a little bit deeper into this, we are joined right now by AARP North Carolina's Communications Director, Steve Hahn. Steve, thanks so much for being with us. Oh, you're welcome, Mike. I'm glad to be here. Steve, let's start off with some basics and some background. Uh, For most people, when they think of AARP and the work that we do, they think of things like Medicare, Social Security, uh, retirement, not on utilities. So why, explain to everybody, why is utilities an issue of interest and of concern for AARP? Well, just like Medicare and Social Security, utilities are essential. Um, None of us can live without our electricity, our gas, and our water. Um, It'd be hard to go about our day-to-day life in this day and age. And unlike other expenses where cost increases may be gradual and less noticeable, we're reminded each and every month when we receive our utility bill about these higher costs. So what is being proposed right now that people need to be aware of that you're working on? Well, Duke Carolinas and and Duke Progress have gone to the NC Utility Commission and have requested a rate increase that would amount to about 17% over the next three years. And so that's, to many, is something that they're concerned about, their ability to pay that type of increase. So in the past, rate increases have been proposed, and ARP has had a role in engaging the public 
and helping protect the consumer. Uh, can you tell our listeners about how that's played out in the past, the types of things that have been proposed, and will we've been successful in terms of mitigating some of that? Well, the consumer's voice is very important. It's a consideration of the Public Utilities Commission uh, when they're weighing uh, these rate rate cases. Uh, the challenge that many have is that we're, we spend a significant portion of our income on utilities. Those over age 65 spend about 5% of their income um, on electricity, but those who can at least afford it, those low-income households as well as black, Hispanic, Native American households, they're paying a much larger share of their income on energy bills, and that strains budgets and puts them at a height, uh, heightened risk of having their electricity shut off. So how has that played out in the past in terms of like rate increases that have been proposed and, you know, we... We weigh in and consumers weigh in um, and the actual rate increase that winds up getting um, you know, put into effect. Some of these factors are considered by the commission when they make a final determination. Um, in the past, um, input from consumers and others have resulted in these requests sometimes being halved of what the company is, had actually asked for initially. See, that's really, really important for folks to know because of the fact that, you know, like so many other issues out there, they think, what can I possibly do, right? And so I think it's important for folks to know that, you know, this isn't just a matter of us saying, well, you know, that's just the way life is. You know, I guess I'm going to have to figure out how to spend 17% more on a uh, rate increase. But uh, there's an opportunity for them to be able to weigh in and uh, have their voice be heard. So um, what opportunities do consumers have to make their voices heard about this proposed rate increase? Well, currently the commission's holding a series of public hearings and uh, this week's a great opportunity for many. So if you're in Roxborough or Raleigh, you have an opportunity to show up at that hearing. And uh, some people may not be comfortable uh, thinking that giving public testimony is hard, but it really isn't. And if you visit the ncuc.gov, there's a whole section on how to give public testimony. But it's simply signing up and uh, showing up to the hearing, signing up to testify, and telling them your story. If affordability is a concern, uh, they'd like to hear from you and tell them why. And with that, you know, I think it's important because people hear the word testimony and they think, that's a big word. That's scary. Being at a hearing and, and giving testimony sounds intimidating. But essentially what we're talking about is just real life stories, right? Like talking about how a rate increase like that would affect their lives. That, that's right. So the upcoming hearings are for the public to weigh in. The Utilities Commission also holds expert witness testimonies, and that's where it gets real technical. Okay. And so that's where there may be some confusion. But for now, it's just gauging the public's input on this rate hike proposal. Okay, so here in the Triangle next week, um, Raleigh and Roxborough, um, and, uh, and I know there are others elsewhere in the state as well. Uh, that are taking yes. place. So, um, so Roxborough hearing is March 13th and Raleigh is March 14th. Uh, but some people won't be able to travel to those hearings. Uh, but you can still make your voice heard if you visit www.ncuc.gov. You can submit a you can submit a comment. You can submit your position straight on that website. But keep in mind that those public comments are public. So if you're uncomfortable for any reason 
um, having your name out there, uh, keep that in mind because those go on what's called the public record. So the Utilities Commission in each of these rate case hearings keeps a record of all of these comments um, that uh, they can go back to and review at any time. Okay, good for folks to know. Uh, lastly, um, ARP North Carolina tracks utility rate changes you know, when they come up. Uh, but for those who are interested in keeping informed on these issues or in getting involved with ARP as a volunteer on some of our other types of uh, issues like this, how, how do they go about doing that? Well, uh, yes, Mike, AARP uh, members are what makes it possible for us to really make a difference, whether it's fighting to protect Medicare or Social Security or the, your hard-earned money from fraud or money that you're spending on your utility bills. Um, we hope that you'll sign up to become an AARP activist. Uh, by doing so, you'll receive the AARP Advocate, a free monthly e-newsletter, and email action alerts on big issues like utilities. You'll also get the latest news about Congress and the White House. Um, if you are interested in receiving those, simply go to www.aarp.org forward slash get involved and you'll uh, start receiving email messages about important information in the state legislature, in uh, Congress, and other advocacy news that impacts your lives. Great. Thank you, Steve. And as always, if you didn't catch any of that or didn't catch all of that, you can just send us an email to aarpwithoutlimits at aarp.org. That's the official email address for this radio program and podcast. And we will make sure that you get all the information you need for how you can get involved in our efforts. Steve Hahn, Communications Director at AARP North Carolina. Thanks so much for being with us today. Glad to be here. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Steve, so much for that great information. I do hope that you all take advantage of the opportunity to have your voices heard on this really, really important issue. Once again, be sure to send us a question, a comment, a suggestion for a future topic or guest at AARP Without Limits at aarp.org. Check out our Facebook, AARP North Carolina. I want to thank Steve Hahn for joining us, uh, Jason Kong for production and you for listening. I'm Mike Older with AARP North Carolina signing off.